1: Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Christian. And this is Black to Crab. If this is your
0: first time here at the show, friend, welcome
1: and hello. What's poppin', Slime?
0: We're so happy to be here this week. One, because it's another week and we love being here with y'all. Two, we're a little late, so thank you for your patience. And three, we have a big announcement. If you guys are on social, our social media, at least, you guys
1: already know, I am with child. Woo, 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 woo. Kayla has a kid in her belly, period. She's finna come with a boy, period. Oh, <laughs> okay. N- you told him it's a boy? Not yet, but <laughs> I.
0: it's on social media. Yeah, I'm having a boy, y'all, and I'm super excited. I'm 12
1: weeks t- exactly today. So that's really dope. And I'm glad I finally got to share it with you. Y'all, it's a boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be the best auntie in life. And I just cannot wait for this moment. And it honestly makes me a little sick because I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think I need to take three months off of work. And it's just yeah. going to be insane. So thank you for all the congratulations. We're oh. in this together.
0: Oh, we love it so much, y'all. I feel, y'all are so sweet. I have a, my tooth hurts. That's how sweet y'all are. And it really makes me feel special. So thank you guys for being on this journey with me, with me and my sister, and just supporting With Terrell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and him too, shit, <laughs> him too, so. Okay. And because of the baby, we had to make some changes, a lot of changes, to the tour. So please get on the social media. We post everything that's going on there, at Black Chew Crime Podcast, on Facebook as well. And you can just visit www.blackchewcrime.com to see what's going on with that. But I don't want to waste too much time. I want to really hop into this week's case. It was intriguing to me. I think a lot of opinions are going to differ, and it's going to be a conversation.
1: Okay, well, let's get into it. Let's get started.
0: We all know that trauma experienced in early childhood can play a huge part in the direction in life someone chooses to take in adulthood. Some channel their pain into something good and thrive through it, and others are tormented by the memories and are weighed down because of it. Well, this week we are going to take a look at a case where a young woman experienced such agony that she felt she had no choice but to kill. Join us as we discuss a misunderstood murderer named Kavana Flanoy. And thank you to listener Sean C for recommending this case. I'm not going to say y'all na- y'all last names on air. Remember that.
1: But yeah, shout out to Sean C. Thank you for this. Thank you, Sean C. <laughs>
0: um. So this case was actually featured on one of the episodes of I Am A Killer on Netflix. It's season two, episode eight. So if you guys want to watch it, you totally can. And I highly recommend it. There's a lot of visuals and interviews that they have in there that I couldn't include here because Netflix is hella strict on their copyright stuff. And I ain't gonna get in no trouble. Mm -hmm. So I will be quoting what she said from the episode and all that type of stuff. So you're not going to miss anything in this episode. Okay. Thank you for the disclaimer, sis. Of course, of course. So, Kavana Flanoy was born on May 1st, 1991, in Kansas City, Kansas. Kristen doesn't have a Black History segment for us this week. Unfortunately, Sitting this one out,
1: y'all. It's the last one. It was week a long day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, Kayla, damn.
0: It's all right. It's all right. This it's history, not okay. Black History Month has been a it's been crazy, but hey, Black like History all year round. So for us, at least over here, so it's gonna
1: give next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mind you, tune in for next week. Period.
0: So Kavana Flanoy, like I said, was born May first, nineteen ninety-one. She was raised by her mother in a middle-class environment. According to Kavana, she had everything she wanted, so she never really went without anything. Her mother, who is Stacy Lewis. Was a minister in the church, so Kavana spent a lot of time with her and would even sing at church.
1: Okay, can we just talk about how adorable Kavana was as a baby? Oh, cute little baby, baby. Yeah, y'all, if you're on our Patreon, you can see it. If you're not, sorry, try to find a baby <laughs> picture of me on IG because we look very similar. Okay, very cute babies and chunky. Mm-hmm. Adorbs. According to
0: her mother, Kavana loved to dance. She said, quote, she could dance you under
1: the table, period. I love that for her.
0: So Kavana seemed to have a great start to life, but things drastically changed when she got to middle school. That's when horrific and traumatic experiences started to occur in her life.
1: Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: At the age of 12, she started having a little relationship with the neighborhood boy, And one day he pushed her down on the ground, lifted up her shirt, and put his mouth on her upper body part. Like, she explains it in more detail on the I Am A Killer episode, but I didn't want to say it here. Because I was just like, she's already 12. It's already fucked up enough. I don't need to say what he did with his stupid, dirty, little, perverted mouth to this little
1: girl. Oh, my gosh. How rude. How disrespectful. Little boys, you really have to watch and just be ready to use these hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kick, scream, bite, punch. Just everything. Kayla was on point. She was beating up little boys ever since she was in, like, second grade, third grade. Very, very early. Didn't play no games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kavana also shared that a week later, one of the boy's friends came to her backyard area and attacked and raped her. And then it happened again the next week by another boy.
1: No way,
0: Kayla and just throw me away I could not, I would be no good.
1: All of these predators on her, like, is she growing up in a bad neighborhood? Like, do you know the setting at the time?
0: So she said she grew up in a middle class area. So, you know, it wasn't bad neighborhood. She never wanted for anything. It seems like she may have been in a good school district. I don't know, but you know how kids are. It doesn't matter mm. where you're at. If they're going to be trash, they're going to be trash.
1: Yep. And in their little stupid minds, they're just very selfish and they probably think like, oh, this is fun. Meanwhile, she's being traumatized. Oh, 100 percent.
0: And she snitches on them like she reports the attacks, all three of the attacks, but nothing ever happened. Like there was no real justice for her. And this just really fucked her up because it doesn't just happen once, but three times and then nothing happens to make sure it doesn't happen again. So. You can just imagine she already doesn't trust law enforcement. She doesn't trust the justice system that's supposed to, quote, unquote,
1: protect. Or even her parents, because like at 12 years old, you don't run and tell the cops first. You tell your you tell the adults. What are the adults doing on her behalf?
0: Well, I feel like her mom was supportive in her telling about what happened. You know, I don't think her mom was like, I don't believe her because you can see in the episode her mom even says, you know, she said they were trying to make her do something that she didn't want to do. Sexually, So, Mm -hmm. and that's not okay. And she felt like whatever happened after that was justified.
1: Ooh, what happens is, Kristen, we're going to get there. You know, we're going to get there.
0: So after her attacks, there was an attempt to get her into some counseling, you know, to talk about her feelings and get through them. But she said it only infuriated her even more. And there was an attempt to put her on medication. She didn't say which one specifically, but maybe it was like an antidepressant or a mood stabilizer. But she said the meds only made her sleep all the time. And obviously that didn't help anything.
1: I think there's a whole nother like controversial topic surrounding kids taking medications mm. for childhood trauma.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to even begin to start dealing with something like that. I mean, I went through a childhood trauma and I didn't probably didn't deal with it how I should have. I just pushed it down, ignored it, and act like nothing happened, you know, and I feel like I think came out fine. But that's yeah. not the solution for everyone. Yeah. Um, and we see that with uh, Kavana, she needed she needed help.
1: That's so sad. Instead of just getting it right and locking these boys up or doing something, now you have to medicate the victim because she can't get over the fact that she was traumatized. Right.
0: And then to add insult to injury, nothing happened to the boys. They weren't even, you know, punished. And I don't know if they weren't punished. She just said nothing happened to them as far as, like, it was a slap on the wrist. That right. That was what she said, so... Just mm-hmm. really, really sad. And she's a teenager at this point, And she's suffering deeply and doesn't know how to deal with it or what can help her. So she decided to turn to drugs and alcohol to numb her pain. And we know
1: alcohol and drugs don't really help. So at the end of the day, she was just more miserable overall. I get it. She was trying to cope. And as a mm-hmm. child, even as an adult, you don't always know how to do that. Absolutely not. By the time she
0: was 16 years old, she was pregnant with a baby boy, and this huge change made her feel like she needed to do better, and she needed to prioritize protecting her child and herself at that point,
1: at all costs, at all costs, but
0: her solution was, and she says this in the episode, quote, I felt like if I go and get a boyfriend myself, then I will have somebody to protect me, and that was no good either, end quote. So she did not get the outcome that she was expecting from getting a man in her life. Did she have a father
1: in her life? No, she was raised by her mom. Oh, that sucks. Especially when she's yeah. looking for something, someone to protect her. She doesn't even have a daddy to do it. Looking for someone to
0: love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel bad for her because, you know, she's lost and she's trying to figure it out. She's trying to do the best she, she can. Kavana was still using drugs. I think she was just smoking weed, nothing too crazy, but she was drinking as well. And when her new boyfriend would engage in
1: it with her, he'd become abusive. Mm. How annoying. Why can't we just find a good man in these stories? I'm so sick of it. I'm I'm so sick of it. So he would start hitting her and punching
0: her to the point that one time he beat her so bad that she blacked out and she was rushed to the hospital.
1: Wow. And you know her son was probably around. Yeah, definitely. So just
0: trauma after trauma after trauma.
1: Perpetual trauma. Okay.
0: When the police arrived to take her statement and asked if she wanted to press charges, she said no because she felt like nothing would happen to him. Like, the most he would get is probation. So what was that really going to do to help her?
1: Nothing. And it won't keep him away. What, is she going to do a restraining order? Those—
0: They don't— they laugh in the face of restraint. Oh. And I understand her mindset behind that because you can just think about what she's been through. You know, she did what she was supposed to do in regards to reporting it. And they basically laughed in her face. They basically shooed her away and didn't take her seriously. So I can see why she thinks this way right now. And Me too. I mean, it's demoralizing. She's only what's, I don't know how old she is at this point. She's still young, maybe 18, 19. Just sad. Not fair at all. i sure you so when this attack happened at 19, she was fed up and didn't trust the justice system at all. And instead, she decided to contact her cousin and buy a gun for $100 to protect herself.
1: And that's sounds great. So far, so great. Like... Sounds, sounds like a great deal. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great I... deal. Sounds like a great idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need a gun and, I, and I'm and i not even a life-threatening situation and I still want to buy one. Exactly. She said she never left the house without it after that. So she'd always have like in her backpack or her purse
0: and, you know, always kept it on her. So one day she went into a liquor store near 78th and State where she was living at the time to get her some liquor. Mm -hmm. Now, Now she's only 19, remember. So she had like a fake ID and the clerk at the counter said that he knew this ID wasn't really hers, but that he would still sell her the liquor if she agreed to go on a date with a man named Hassan Abbas, who was, quote, looking for a friend. Okay. And she really wanted that drink, child. So she agreed to the date.
1: I mean, it's something I can see myself doing, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> At nineteen, yeah. <laughs> Probably.
1: We were maybe not for liquor, kids. but for no <laughs> <a little> smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we had our thirsty moments. Mm-hmm. So the day the date was scheduled, she dropped off her son. At her mother's house, who really wasn't comfortable with her going on the date. Her mother even told her, I feel like something really bad is about to happen.
1: But Mm.
0: Kavana went
1: anyway. Well, at least she told her mom she went. Like, she told her Mm mom, I'm going on a date. Mama was like, don't do that. Which sounds like our mom. Very prophetic. Mm -hmm. And of course, she didn't listen. And we've had those moments, too. A hundred percent. Hassan picked her up from in
0: front of her house, and the plan was for the two to go to Golden Corral, but they got on the highway and were driving for a while. And a while is like 20 miles. So that's Hmm. pretty, you know, pretty far. That's a little drive. A little out the way. Yeah, and they were into the city called Platte City, Missouri. Kavana asked him what was up, like, why are we out here? And he said he wanted to go home and take a shower.
1: Why didn't you do that before you picked me up?
0: according to Kavana, she figured that he'd just gotten off of work and you know she was working so she understood like wanting to shower after a long day Mm -hmm. she wasn't too like thrown off by this and what we're describing right now if you haven't watched any episodes of I am a killer before they essentially start each episode with the killer's perspective they let them like tell their side of what happened let the viewers hear from family and friends and sympathizers and then they hear from the prosecution and the justice system, and like what evidence came from the investigations. So, this is Kavana's account of what happened that day and what led up to the murder. Okay. So, now they're in Missouri and no longer in Kansas. When they got to his house, he offered her some hentacy, period, and some PCP. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And she never had PCP before, but agreed to trying it while, you know, the guy was in the shower because she was used to smoking stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe she didn't really understand that there was going to be such a huge difference. Right. When he got out of the shower, Kavana said he came out of the bathroom butt naked with only a condom on. Oh, He's already standing up. Like, that never... No, 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 no. He demanded that she either suck him or fuck him. Excuse my language, y'all. Well... Y'all not new to this. Y'all treated this. But still. Because that was really vulgar. I know. I In this situation, I felt like I was, like, perpetuating violence. I don't know. I didn't like it. So he told her she had to do one or the other as payment for, like, the liquor he gave her, letting her smoke. Just spending time.
1: And Kayla, I really can't do this. What is wrong with men? Who do you think you are? Like... You give me some liquor and some PCP and you think I'm about to touch you? Was that the agreement when I got in this doggone car? Because I wouldn't have went. Like, what do you think I am?
0: What is going on? I don't even understand how they get from A to motherfucking Z. Like, what? happens
1: in between in their heads right if if that's what you want go pull up on the corner of OBT. go pull up on a street where you know that's what you get in when you go out there oh
0: you know absolutely Kavana, she begged him to just let her leave she didn't want to do it but he wouldn't and instead he laid down preparing for I guess whatever he thought she was going to do to him she tried to walk the other way toward the door but he said no so she pulled the gun from her purse and quote I closed my eyes and I shot. Mm. She then said, quote, and this is from the I Am A Killer episode. She said, quote, after I shot, he ran toward me. And when he ran towards me, I'm like, you know, me as a kid looking at the movies when you shoot, you know, they cannot move anywhere. And no, he came running after me and told me to give him the gun. I shut the door and he tried to bring the door this way as in like opening it. And so I'm shooting through the door. And I'm like, please stop. So then after that, I ran, grabbed his car keys, and he's still chasing me out. And I got in his car, end quote.
1: Okay. So she's a horrible shot, if this is the truth.
0: Or he's like a mammoth of a man because she describes him as a six seven, like he's six foot seven, he's Sudanese. I did see that there was no information on what this man looked like. Even in the episode, they never show a picture of him. So I don't even I can't corroborate it, you know, for you guys, unfortunately. But yeah, she also took his wallet with her. Mm. And since mm -hmm. and since she didn't know where she was, she said she just kept driving straight and ended up going to her cousin's house, telling him that she was scared. She did something bad and she didn't know what to do next. So I assume the cousin suggested calling the police, but Kavana was like, "This is what she said quote I wasn't going to call the police because I'm like, well,
1: what are they going to do to help me? And well, they wouldn't help her. She's correct. If anything, (laughs) they would help him because he's the one that was shot multiple
0: times.
1: So yeah, unfortunately or
0: fortunately, however you guys look at this, Hassan Abba ended up being shot once in the chest, once in the face, and once in his side, and he would end up dying from his injuries.
1: Jeez. Mm-hmm. hmm
0: And like I said, I couldn't find any information on what he looked like, um, anything like that. I wanted to mention that because we had someone write us saying, oh, when you say you don't have information, that, like, upsets me because... I live in the details. Well, hold up. There's no details to share. What do you want me to tell you? Let me make something up, right? You want me to draw a picture? I don't even know. Anyway, if there's no information to give, leave
1: it at that. Or if you feel like you can do better, go research it and let us know what you find. Yeah.
0: Well, Kavana wouldn't be arrested for the murder until three days later.
1: You know what? Okay, if Kavana's story is accurate my thing is is like you got shot in the side okay i can see him continuing to come after her after getting Mm -hmm. shot in the side oh my gosh she is low-key adorable whoa
0: (laughs) she she looks super innocent in my opinion like she doesn't look like she's looking to just for trouble shoot you know right
1: i don't get that vibe but she doesn't like she has a dark side but if anything she like wears her innocence but um, my thing is, like, okay, if you got shot in the sidewalk, boom, I could see him keep coming for her, like, give me the gun type stuff. Yeah. But if she's shooting through the door and got That's him the in ring. the chest, you know, if this is the way it happened, if you got shot in the chest and head, how in the heck was he able to follow her to the car, like, chase her to the car type stuff?
0: He didn't make it out of the front door. He was just still chasing her through the house. So when he is found, well, Talk about this. He's like in the doorway. Mm. When Cavana was brought into custody, and remember, this is Platt County, Missouri. She's not in Kansas City anymore. The detectives wanted to question her about what happened that day at Hassan's house. She explained to them that she felt like she didn't have a choice. He was trying to essentially rape her and wouldn't let her leave. So, because she felt like her life was in danger, she did what she felt was necessary to survive. Okay. It's giving one plus two equals three, right?
1: Right. And she's been a victim before and she's tired of being a doggone victim. Absolutely. Now, a little background
0: info on Platt County. It's super Caucasian, root of the caucus based. And I don't want to just say because it's predominantly white, it was predominantly racist. But even the assistant appellate defense attorney said that it was giving a little bit of prejudice she even said, if it was a white girl that was in a similar situation, the outcome would have been very different.
1: And so we all for a white that.
0: woman to say that mm-hmm. <laughs> from that county, you could tell she knows exactly what be going on right. behind closed doors. So while Kavanaugh was being interviewed, they decided to leave her in the room with a pen and a notepad, and the lady detective told her to just write whatever she felt like she wanted to. She could write a letter to her mom or to God or whatever she wanted. And in this writing, one particular sentence stood out to investigators, and it was, quote, I pushed him down like I was about to fuck him. I got the gun and I pulled the trigger, end quote.
1: Hmm. So she shot him up close.
0: Yes. And I'm going to show you guys in a little bit some pictures of the crime scene. It seems like the way that she says that from that sentence, she was standing over him or obviously had him in a, like a vulnerable position, but mm-hmm. you never think that someone that is going to be raped or, you know, taken advantage of, you don't think that they would push their assailant down in a vulnerable position and then shoot them. I like, understand I just, that, you know, but then again, they, they took this one piece out of everything that she wrote and kind of just ran with that and use that as, Oh, see, she knew exactly what she was doing. She was the aggressor and instigated the
1: attack. Okay. At the same time, like you can know you're in a position where you're going to have to fight for your life or Mm -hmm. or fly for your life, that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And you can turn that situation into where you can have an advantage. So if she felt like there was no way out, she's in the dude's house. He drove her 20 miles outside of town and he's Mm -hmm. telling her, these are your two options. She could have been like, okay, bet. Let me get him in a position so I can get my piece yeah. And, and you know, and, and make something happen. I don't think that takes away any anything that she could have been a victim. I just think that that was her strategy of getting mm-hmm. her weapon. Well, I can totally understand that,
0: but that's not what she told police. That wasn't mm-hmm. her story. That wasn't how she said things went down. So mm-hmm. when you're already not keeping your story straight, you know, there's things that are different and they differ this much because she said that he laid himself down. When Mm. in the writing, she's saying that she laid him down. Like, you know, she pushed him down and then shot him. And that Mm. obviously does not sound like self-defense. And this would not be the only thing that led police to draw this conclusion. So now we're going to talk about the evidence the police found at the scene and throughout their investigation. Okay. On March 9th, 2010, at 7.23 p.m., Platt County police received a call from a man named Hani Osman saying that he just found his roommate lying on the floor in a pool of blood in the doorway of their apartment. So, if you're on Patreon, you can see this is the apartment that they were staying at, and he was kind of in the doorway of the blue door. Okay. When EMS workers arrived at the apartment at Northwest Gateway Drive, they could tell that Hassan had suffered multiple gunshot wounds, but he still had a faint pulse. So, they rushed him to the North Kansas City Hospital where he was later pronounced
1: dead. Mm. Well, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Or not. I don't know. I don't Just know. Just rest. And
0: someone's dead, and we didn't, we, you know. We, i I I'd prefer to see him in prison, I guess. Right. Like, who am I to say you deserve to die? Right. Especially when we don't have all the facts. Exactly. So that's when the police and crime scene investigators started to process the scene. They noted that Hassan's wallet and car were missing and his cell phone. So mm. she took...
1: She took all three of them. She had them time to take it. She had time to take it all. It doesn't sound like it was too, too rushed to get right. up out of there.
0: There was blood found on the victim's bed. So if you're on Patreon, you'll see his bed. This is where she shot him initially. Mm. And then there was also some on his walls and the bedroom floor. And then I'm also showing a picture of the living room area. So you can see there's like some blood there. And a little bit of the scuffle has taken place. Right. They also found a size seven pair of women's tennis shoes in his room. So obviously they're assuming that those belong to Kavana. Kavana. Mm-hmm. They also learned that Hassan had Kavana over to his home, not once, but twice. She actually spent time at his home the weekend before the murder happened.
1: Oh, well, this is getting juicy.
0: Yes, and it was also before she purchased the gun. So she purchased the gun on March 6th, and the murder happened on March 9th.
1: Ooh, Kavana, that's not looking good. It's, it's, it's not looking good at all. That's looking premeditated. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, at the time, they didn't know it was Kavana exactly. You know, the woman that was visiting him. But two witnesses would later pick her out of a lineup. So I'm assuming the two witnesses were the roommate and the liquor store guy that set them up in the first place.
1: Okay. But I didn't
0: see it, you know, stated specifically anywhere. Investigators learned that Kavana tried to use Hassan's credit card at a gas station uh shortly after the murder. And Kavanaugh. they claim and they claim that Kavana was aware that Hassan was supposed to be receiving a tax return of about 2300 dollars that weekend. So <laughs> to them it's looking more like a robbery gone bad.
1: I'm like, dang, Kavana, you're annoying me. Like, there's real victims out here, and you don't seem like you one of them. In this in
0: this, In case, this sense, right. It's not looking good. I mean, taking the cell phone, taking the wallet, I don't understand. If you were really fearing for your life, you would just get out of there, right? right. You wouldn't try to take his belongings, I don't think. That's where it made investigators feel like, okay, her intention was to go over there and do something else. And if your intention is to go over there and rob somebody in the first place and you end up killing them, you're just as culpable.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. they don't they
0: don't they're not lenient on you.
1: Right. Because it's giving premeditated. Exactly. So according to what police believed
0: happened, Kavana shot Hassan the first time while he was laying in the bed. He was able to get up and then she shot him again. This time it was in the chest and the face and he continued to follow her out of the room. And that's when she shot at him again. But she missed. And then she headed out the door. So when she claimed she was shooting at him through the door, there was no physical evidence to support that claim.
1: No bullet holes, no casings, nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't, they obviously had, you know, casings in there from her forty caliber gun, but shooting through the, the door, trying to, you know, it, that wasn't what it was giving. So another So lie. it already, I was about to say, it just looks like she's lying to them. Mm-hmm. When police confronted her on March 11th, Cavano was cooperative and agreed to go with them to police headquarters to answer some questions. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you guys know, I recently shared that I'm pregnant. Period. <laughs> And if you guys know any pregnant women, you know there's a lot of emotions that run with that, just being pregnant and then even outside of that, just being a living person in 2023 and figuring out how to manage all that and manage keeping my stuff together
1: is gonna be a lot i totally understand sister like i've been telling you for years i need therapy <laughs> from the things we've went through like who doesn't want to become the best version of themselves moving forward so if you've ever had a relationship where you have been the toxic person or you attract toxic people mm-hmm. that's a excuse to basically dive into why am i the way that i am and i think better can help you do that
0: Absolutely. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's available online and it's super, super convenient. And if you match with a therapist that you're not really vibing with or you're just not, you know, getting the feels, you can switch anytime
1: y'all know that therapy in the black community is becoming a thing um, but it wasn't always so why don't you just jump on the wagon and see what it can do for you
0: why not try and the best way that we recommend trying is using better help if you go to betterhelp.com slash black crime today you can get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp help com slash black crime to get 10 percent off your first month okay back to the show According to court documents, Kavana admitted to shooting Hassan. She admitted to purchasing the forty caliber gun on March sixth. So in the episode, the asshole prosecutor, because he is an asshole, he stated, Oh, she bought the gun the day before she shot him. That's a damn lie, and you know it's a damn lie. According to the court records, she bought it on March sixth. And like I said, the murder happened March 9th.
1: hmm And you should have Just- some records. So stop playing games, prosecutor.
0: He's just probably trying to be salacious and make it look worse than it is. And Mm -hmm. he looks worse. He looks like Kristen. His skin was peeling. (laughs) I mean, not even a good way. It's like dry around the nose. He just gives me flaky. Mm -mm. I'm not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's giving dandruff. (laughs) (laughs) Soup's dry skin. He's the type that
0: doesn't believe he gets ashy, but you can tell, you know, he's. His, yeah, no. <laughs> Looks a mess. All of that. Don't like him. So, Kavana also admitted to taking the car, and then Kristen, she switched the license plates on them. So, she changed the license plates from her car to Hassan's car. Kayla, if you don't go. Kristen, she stole his car and had no plans of getting rid of it. She was going to use it for herself.
1: Kayla, she stole his wallet. She stole his car. She stole knew she exactly Stole his life. Good lord, she knew what she was doing. I mean, that's what it looks like. That's what it's giving as you continue to unveil more evidence. Because at first, yes. I was on Kavana's side. Period. Victim. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, no. It just looks really bad, Kavana girl. I
0: can't excuse. If I was on a jury and I heard the facts of this case and heard what you did afterward, it's hard to believe that you acted in self-defense because you were like, okay, well, I killed him because he was about to do this to me, so I'm entitled to use his credit card or steal his car and put gas in it and change the license plate to my own. It just doesn't look good.
1: (laughs) That's not what you're allowed to do. You don't get to do
0: that. So knowing what the state had against her, Kavanaugh's trial attorney suggested that instead of going to trial and claiming self-defense, where she would be facing first degree murder. So the state was like, we're going to charge her with first degree murder because of all this stuff that she did. She bought the gun only three days before hanging out with him for the second time. It wasn't even the first time that she hung out with him, you know, so and then knowing about the twenty three hundred dollar tax return. I mean, it was just giving, yeah, I'm going to rob him and I need this gun to help me do it. Mm hmm. So they basically said instead of facing the first degree murder charge, you should just plead out and plead to second degree murder. Period. According to Kavana, they basically told her, like, if you don't plead to second degree murder, you're never going to see your kid again. So obviously with that looming over her head, she agreed to the plea. OK. Her attorney told the court, quote, my client has indicated to me that she has somewhat of a self-defense argument, but that she is wanting to set that aside for purposes of the plea as we believe that it may not rise to the legal standard to pass through a jury, but it is something that we will want to present in sentencing as kind of surrounding circumstances." So basically like we think she should plead out, but when it comes to sentencing, we're gonna ask for the lowest amount. We're gonna ask for 10 years because it kind of looks like self-defense because based on what her experience is, it's self-defense. And then, you know, with everything else she's been through, they were really leaning on mitigating factors.
1: I mean, I respect that because they're trying to, like, give her a fighting chance, but at the same time not taking it to court because it's not enough to seal the deal on her innocence. Correct. And then
0: being in the county that they're in, I mean, it was more than likely that a jury of 12 Rocha the Caucus people would have sentenced her, found her guilty, and then she would have been sentenced to life in prison. So
1: like they're really trying to give her a fighting a
0: chance. Choice. Right. Seems like it. Yeah. During the hearing, Kavana was asked multiple times if she understood what she was pleading to, what she was giving up. So that means her right to a trial, her right to claiming self-defense, bringing up mitigating factors like her mental health issues, all that type of stuff. And Kavana answered yes to all questions. So two specific questions asked. They asked her a lot, but these are the two I wanted you guys to specifically hear. The plea court said, By entering a plea of guilty here, you give up any rights that you have to say, hey, I did this because I thought he was going to kill me, or I thought he was going to hurt me, or I thought he was going to rape me. Do you understand that? And Kavana answered, yes. The plea court said, is that what you want to do, is give up those rights and enter a plea of guilty here today? Kavana responded, yes, sir. I want to take full responsibility because, yes, I did it. But I made a real mistake and I wish I could have did something different. But yes. okay. So she fully understood what was going on, fully understood what she was signing away. Mm-hmm. On January 21st, 2011, after receiving her guilty plea, a judge sentenced Kavana to serve
1: 25 years in prison. Well, dang. What happened to the 10 years that they were fighting for?
0: Her defense team was recommending that. I'm sure the prosecution wanted the fullest uh, maximum sentence they could give her.
1: I thought, but uh, isn't a plea deal for both sides to sit down and agree on terms? So
0: they didn't agree on what she was sentenced to. I guess in this county, you know, it comes down to what the judge thinks she should be sentenced to. And remember, the judge wasn't hearing up until the sentencing hearing, the judge didn't hear about what she'd gone through, you know, as a young girl and all that type of stuff that wasn't put into play until that day. So the pro- the judge probably already had their mind made up. Let's be real.
1: That's yeah. unfortunate because I would have looked at that and been like, uh-uh, I want my money back. Kristen, you can't. And well, that sucks. You can't. Happens. No refund on this one.
0: It's kind of. What happens later? We're going to get to it.
1: A doctor named Dr. Marilyn Hutchinson,
0: who was a psychologist that evaluated Kavana after the murders, determined that Kavana absolutely showed signs of post-traumatic stress disorder stemming from the sexual abuse she experienced during her early teenage years. According to court records, quote, Dr. Hutchinson diagnosed Flannoy, which is Kavanaugh, with major depression, recurrent severe, generalized anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder and a personality disorder with trail with traits of depressive, borderline, schizotypical, paranoid and antisocial disorders that could
1: dissipate over time end quote. So she's messed up. So it's a
0: fun house in there
1: <laughs> Crazy town mm-hmm. and, and she's trying time. to hold it together
0: yeah according to the psychologist. So, despite all of that, the prosecution and the judge felt she deserved 25 years. And technically, she was sentenced to 25 years for the murder charge, 20 years for the armed criminal action charge, and then five years for each of the two theft charges that she got. But the sentences were to run concurrently. So, the most she will serve is 25 years.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's not looking good. So, what did Kavana think about this sentencing? She was not
0: happy about it. Three years after her sentencing, she filed an appeal, basically saying like, hey, I want to kind of revoke my guilty plea. Like, I want to take that back because one, it was kind of coercive to say, okay, well, you don't really have a choice other than to plead to second degree. Mm -hmm. And the assistant appellate defense attorney that was representing her, her name was Kate Weber. She said 3% of cases go to trial. Only 3% of cases. And that's because if any more goes to trial, they will be a mess. Their hands will be tied. They don't have the resources to even try all of those cases. So they really, really, really like to push plea deals. And in this mm. case, it, in their opinion, it definitely did Kavanaugh a disservice. So they wanted the conviction
1: overturned and a new trial. Like, in a way, it's manipulation. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's also like, look, we've seen this before. You could go to trial and probably get more than 25. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's Kavana's choice. And I feel like yeah. maybe Kavan just figured out she chose the wrong <laughs> one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looking at... Spending the rest of your life in jail and not having a chance to see your child again? I mean, and then she's only like 19 at this point. She doesn't know what the fuck. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it was like, that is my only option, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's her attorney telling her that this is her only option. So she really was just lost. Right. Um, Her appeal was eventually denied. And 32-year-old Kavana Flanoy is serving her sentence at Chillicothe Correctional Center in Missouri. She will be eligible for parole in 2036. Man, Kavana. The prosecutor, Eric Zanad, I don't give a fuck, was quoted to have said, quote, This defendant repeatedly shot her victim in the chest with a gun she had bought three days earlier. She murdered him and then stole his wallet and his car. She might look like a harmless 19-year-old girl, but the truth is that she is a very dangerous woman. I anticipate that this defense, that this defendant's criminal defense lawyer will argue she had a difficult upbringing. Those facts might explain her actions, but they do not provide an excuse for her crimes. Growing up in a tough neighborhood does not
1: give a person the right to gun down someone in cold blood, end quote. First of all, growing up in a tough neighborhood... Really ain't got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Like, don't assume she's from the hood unless she really was. Because she didn't
0: grow up in a tough neighborhood. She grew up in a middle-class neighborhood. She never wanted for anything. She grew up in the church. She went through a lot of effed up stuff that anybody can go through no matter where you
1: live. So it's giving prejudice based off of what he even said out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. And honestly, what do you think, sister? Do you think she would have done better with a jury, up against a judge, knowing this is Platt County, Missouri? Or do you feel like she made the right choice to take the plea deal?
0: I'm going to be honest. I feel like if she took it to court, they wouldn't have seen it from her angle. And that's just straight up. The facts that they brought to the case with her, you know, shooting him while he's laying down in bed, saying that she was shooting through a door, which they were never able to corroborate. Her taking his wallet, his phone, his keys, stealing his car, switching the license plates, not calling the police. I mean, it looks really bad. And I think a bunch of white people would have been like, absolutely not. So I think her best bet was that plea deal. And the prosecutor, he was like, she'll be out by 45 and she'll have the opportunity to at least reconnect with her son if she wants to. That was his like
1: silver lining she should be happy type of thing. Of course, he doesn't really care. But she I agree. He was going for
0: her ass. for He was going for first degree. So he's like, oh, period. you, know, you should be thanking us, basically.
1: And I agree. I think she did um, the best she could with that plea deal, especially the, the things that she did after the murder. It doesn't yes. give like, oh, I accidentally did this. It doesn't right. give that at all. And even the mitigating factors of how you grew up, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to help you in this situation because you look like you was robbing period.
0: And to be honest, I'm like, I have more questions. Like, was he found butt naked? Was he still naked like she said that he was when he came out of the bathroom? Did he still have that crusty ass nasty condom on? You know, like, Mm -hmm. those are things that they could have talked about or brought to the surface to kind of corroborate what she was saying. But that's not what the justice system wanted to do. They wanted to find her guilty of this murder.
1: Which she was guilty of the murder.
0: She was guilty of the murder, just depending on what degree. If she planned it, if it was in tandem with a robbery, however. But at the end of the day, she did rob the man. She did shoot him and take his belongings and take his car and all that type of stuff. So it's really messed up. It's really messed up. I feel like if she got rid of the car, it may have been salvageable, her case. Mm -hmm. If she Mm -hmm. didn't use his credit cards, I feel like that would have probably helped. But... What do I know?
1: Well, Cabana, dang, mm, hate that for you, girl. You know, 'cause I I resonate with the beginning of your story. Like I felt almost indignified for you, but then all of the stuff afterwards, girl, you can't you can't write that off. You, can, you, <laughs> you cannot write that off your taxes, so.
0: So that's our case for this week, y'all. I don't know if there has been a lot of other shows that have covered it. Um, I didn't want to base everything off of the episode. I wanted to obviously look at court documents and anything else that I could find. So I definitely included that in here. Hopefully, if you've heard it before, you learned something new today. And we would love to know what you guys thought about Kavana's case. Do you think she is guilty of first-degree murder or second-degree? Do you think she planned to rob this man ahead of time? Or do you think he really tried to attack her and she just did what she felt like she had to do?
1: Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know. Brilliant. And don't forget, we are going on tour. Okay? Yeah. Three cities. March, <laughs> three cities. Things have changed. Kayla's pregnant. Um, Don't forget, March 1st is the last day that you can buy tickets. So get y'all's tickets. We have Klarna for you. Four payments. Get your tickets, get your tickets, and show up in those three cities so we can meet you guys, love on you guys, and yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: They're available at com, and you can use code BABY Ooh. for 20% off your tickets. Up at 20,
1: yeah, girl, 20. Dang,
0: get in where you fit in, y'all. Period. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you enjoyed it, obviously, leave us a
1: five-star review. If you can, just take a little time out your day. It would really help. And that's pretty much it before we go, sister. Be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case. Period. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon, and for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTruCrime.com. See you next time.